Welcome to the Spark to Your Success. My name is TJ Dow and I believe we all have a bright spark inside. When you find yours and light it up, not only do you light up inside and that feels amazing, but you'll light up the world around you and allow other people to feel that amazing too. What a great gift to give, not just to yourself, but to the people around you. The Spark to Your Success podcast is designed to bring you a little inspiration, a little bit of insight and some positivity to your day. So welcome to this episode for young people and of course the young at heart. Last week we started a mini-series about body image and many of you have let me know in the last week how important it is to explore this subject as it affects the confidence and self-esteem of so many people of all ages and all sexes all around the world. You've shared with me your own challenges, your own concerns and bits of your body that have bothered you in the past (laughs) and so many of you have expressed those concerns about the body images portrayed on social media and the damage those images are causing. So in part two of this series today we're going to explore how it all began, where it all began, how the media and especially social media has escalated the challenges and why and how it affects different genders. So let's dive in. Diving in way back into ancient times, ancient times, different ancient cultures has had different ideals for body image in their societies and even all the way back to a couple of thousand years BC, not long ago then, (laughs) a couple of thousand years before uh, the birth of Christ, we see images of figures that the ancient Egyptians held up as ideal in the paintings, in the tombs, in the temples and in their architecture. Throughout time it would seem that there was more emphasis on the female physique than that of the male and so that's definitely nothing's changed in that regard has it for the Egyptians the perfect woman was slim she had narrow shoulders and a long waist the ancient Chinese depicted petite female figures with narrow waists and pale skin in their art and the ancient Greeks well they put more pressure on men than they did on women actually hurrah is it hurrah well, it's evened it up a little bit anyway, so we don't like pressure on anybody, but they featured strong, Adonis-like, chiseled bodies, muscular bodies, masculine figures in their art and sculptures, and held an opposite ideal for their ladies, actually. Their ladies were much more full-figured, plump and fair-skinned. Hmm. Does that mean that beauty is in the eye of the culture rather than the beholder then? Likewise, if you'd been around in Italy in about the 16th century, the wife was expected to reflect the status of her husband in her figure. So if he was wealthy, then she would have to reflect that by having full hips and an ample bosom. It was actually similar in England during the Victorian era and in those times what was fashionable or desirable would have been perpetuated by paintings and drawings and sculptures and then later of course photographs. So unless you were part of the upper class or the elite you probably at that time weren't really exposed that much to images of what the perfect body or the ideal physique was supposed to be and therefore you didn't feel under pressure. 
So what happened to change our ideal of being plump to pinched in? How did that begin? One word, corset. <laughs> yes. In the 1820s, even though corsets had been around way before that, corsets became the thing to wear, not just for women, but for men as well. They literally pulled you into shape. That shape for men was to appear slimmer. And even at one point, um, to be nipped in at the waist as well for men. For the ladies, though, it began the emphasis of a curvy figure pinching and squeezing in the waist to make it smaller and smaller. And as it did that, of course, emphasising the hips and the bust to give the classic hourglass shape figure. And so began the days of looking good, being more important than feeling good, fashion over comfort. And the fashion and the media industries began to grow. And in the 1920s, magazines appeared on general sale. Magazines such as Harper's Bazaar and Life magazine in the States. Um, and in the States, they also celebrated the so-called Gibson Girl. I'd never heard of Gibson Girl, so I did a little bit of digging and research to explain what a Gibson Girl is to you. Apparently, it's the work of a gentleman named Charles Darner or Dana Gibson. He was an artist in the late 1800s, the 1880s, 1890s, and he created a lot of drawings of the ideal physical attractiveness of a woman. She was tall and she was slim and she was curvy. She was nipped in at the waist. Yes, you guessed it, by wearing a corset and always dressed in the latest fashion. She represented refined beauty calm, confident, independent woman. These Gibson Girl images uh, now in the magazines on sale for all women to see, to purchase or to visit at the, the beauty salon linked trendy fashions and styles with beautiful images of active and healthy women. These drawings though, which were not of real women, but rather a combination of ideal features from lots of different women. A bit of a compilation of all the ideal bits rolled into one, if you like. Which is interesting that that's back in the 1880s, 1890s, these drawings began the fake images that we've since been exposed to ever since and expected to maintain if we are to be considered beautiful. So from the 1820s to the 1920s, expectations changed and pressure began. But from the 1920s to the 2020s, wow, that pressure and the unreal images that we've shown have gotten completely out of control. In the 1930s and 40s, we had the golden age of Hollywood and we would go to the movies, well, not we, because I wasn't there, but we as a, a population, as humanity, would go to the movies to escape into a fantasy world to escape the trials and tribulations of, I don't know, the Great Depression and the World Wars. Instead, we would see these beautiful celebrities looking gorgeous and sexy and feminine or masculine on the movie screen. And in the 1950s came along the pinup girls and the sex symbols, again with their hourglass figures in the magazines and in the movies. And then along came Playboy, 
with the Playboy Bunnies and Barbie, Barbie doll, still around today to emphasise that look, that unrealistic look. More TV channels came along, more special effects in the movies, more images on billboards and then stick-thin supermodels, super-toned actresses, celebrity workouts and then, yes, hmm, because diets and cosmetics were just not getting the look, along comes cosmetic surgery. Big boobs, tiny waists, big bottoms could all be created by the surgeon, not to mention the facelift, eye lift, tummy tuck, bicep implants and pec impla implants for the boys. Who needs to work out when you can go under the knife and have fillers and fake bits rule the day? And now having to live up to perfect images that's not only in the girls' world, but in the boys' world too, with images of athletes, boxers, bodybuilders and booked up actors and pop stars in the boys' magazines. And the gyms got busier and so did the sales of anabolic steroids to get bigger faster. And then the internet happened and then the mobile phone happened. And with it, social media channels that have made it more accessible. And we have a generation of young people who have become addicted to the content that those social media channels portray. And as technology has got better and faster and cheaper and phones became cameras and videos and apps, the obsession with the ideal has gotten totally out of hand. Filters and fillers and lighting and poses and airbrushing and Photoshop have increased the number of fake images that we see every day to a level of almost none of the images that you see, even of ordinary people on social media, are not actually real anymore. Before the advent of selfies and social media, filters and photoshopping, the only unrealistic images you saw were the models and celebrities in magazines. And although we still got sucked in a little bit to think that that's what they actually looked like. At least we knew they were celebrities and supermodels, not ordinary people. Now, though, with social media in our pockets and in our faces all the time, and because apps make it easy to enhance your own pictures, you don't even have to have photos taken professionally and pay for fortune for them to be enhanced anymore. It's so easy to be creative on your phone and smooth out your skin tone, take away your dark circles, make your eyes look bigger and your nose look smaller and your lips look fuller and your teeth look whiter. All with a few clicks and a few minutes. Before you know it, the picture is perfect and it's not you. It's not you anymore. The thing is, your friends and others will see these perfect images and think that they're real and then compare themselves to that and of course comparing is despairing they feel bad as they fall short of your electronically altered mark and you my friend perpetuate the problem that you also fell victim to it's just this oh my gosh cycle of fake causing anxiety causing more fake to feel as if you've got to do that to fit in and it's not just the girls the adverts for male grooming products showing handsome guys with perfect skin and smiles and ripped bodies preying on insecurities and promising 
better looking, more masculine or popular if you buy that body spray, those shaving products, those face creams, hair products, hair replacements, cosmetics, and even, of course, cosmetic surgery. Did you know that eating disorders are increasing at a faster rate in males than in females? That's really worrying. And whereas females are usually looking to be uh, thin, they're obsessed with being skinny, boys are more likely to be obsessed with being muscular. So we see anorexia in girls and bigorexia in boys. Yes, I did say bigorexia, it is actually a thing. Trying to get the ideal physique by working out excessively, increasing protein intake, cutting out carbs, adding supplements and even steroids to minimise body fat and maximise muscle gain. And once again, images of boys and men on social media that are also filtered and photoshopped are adding to the unrealistic physical looks that boys are supposed to live up to, to be popular too. So here's what you're going to do today. Don't take my word for what's happening out there and the fakery that you're seeing. Do your own research. Hop online and search YouTube for so-called influencers. Like, so Google, what do the so-called influencers really look like? I promise you, you will find tons of videos about it on YouTube and I guarantee they look nothing like their pictures on Instagram. In fact, I think you'll be shocked at how different they really look. Do you know what? They're just like you. They're ordinary people with ordinary looks and there is nothing wrong with that. If you take just five minutes to go and explore this fact, you will realise that what you're comparing yourself to and trying to measure up to isn't even real. I really urge you to do this and see what the truth really is. So when you're done, share with me what you find. You can do that by sharing with me through our website, www.backcontractteens.com or email me at tj, T-W-E-J-A-Y, at backontractteens.com or Facebook me, I know. Just Facebook me, not Instagram me. <laughs> TJ Dow. I'm on a mission to reverse the damage to self-esteem and confidence that these images are having on young people. You are beautiful exactly as you are. Like I said last week, being beautiful and loving how you look is an inside job, not an outside job. So let's get more inside jobs going on, shall we? <laughs> so join me next week when I'll be continuing this topic with some conversations with young people and some tips from the experts as well, boosting your body confidence. You've been listening to me, TJ Dow, on this, the Spark to Your Success podcast. Till next week, you know you're gorgeous. Bye for now. <laughs>